Hello, Knights of the Rolled Table. It is Zach here with another episode, which is pretty late, as has become usual, but I had pneumonia for a while, so that's my current excuse. Doing much better, let's get to the recap. Last time on Knights of the Rolled Table, the party was sent to crash a party thrown by a syndicate member named Lord Valpurgis to take him out. But when they arrived through the portal, they were outside of the party and had to make their way in. Amongst the crowd, Branch spots another goblin, a member of his old tribe, which in fact was located in this region of the realm. He meets up with Glob on the end of Stag's nose, played by me, and learns that his old tribe has been kidnapped by Lord Valpurgis and taken into the party for some nefarious purpose. In a nearby tent, they discover a drinking contest, the prize for which is entrance into the party. And Sarsa knows if there's ever been a moment where she was destined to shine, it is now. Let us join the drinking contest currently in progress. Bob will use that distraction to try to switch out his little shot glass of water for one of the whiskeys. Uh, this is the last whiskey of the round, so if you want, we'll it's got to be a brown brown water. Yeah, it's all it's all brown watered. And to answer Matt's question, drunk uh, is not the Constitution disadvantage. This one is disadvantage on any intelligent or wisdom checks or saves for the next two hours. So you know, if someone asks you about art history. Or uh, advice on buying a house? Just you know, maybe maybe don't uh, answer those questions. Martha, do you use conditioner on your beard? It looks really soft. <laughs> Martha is listening to as, as she takes the shot, and she sort of presents to everyone like like she was taking it very steadily. But Sarsa, you don't know if it's your swaying or her swaying, but you believe that she is also drunk. So I mean, you're about I just even. really feel like we should hang out. It, it it feels like like you and I should just let's let's buy a bar. <laughs> I'll only buy a bar. I had a bar once. Jack and I win. had a bar, but it burned out. <laughs> Are you threatening me? Are you threatening me and my bar? Because my ladies only, will rough I'm you. Only up. threatening you with a good time, lass. <laughs> She continues to be confused. Fizz goes, round three has ended, and now round four. Who's ready for more? <laughs> Fizz does a little jig on top of the table it's back, as the it's other back. three drinks come back. <laughs> Yay! Now there's a crowd that has formed around the table. Uh, more guidance. More guidance. Branch gives more guidance. Okay. More guidance on Sarsa. And Branch slowly, like, Slips back Got away it. from the big crowd. In the shadows. Uh, afterwards. Hmm. When oh. no one's looking, I'm going to okay. turn into a tiny bird. Uh, Sarsa, prior to this round starting, is going to... She's going to start realizing that she's uh, a little under under the, the thrall of, of alcohol. Mm-hmm. So she's going um, to talk to Bart. Turn her life around. 
and very, very gently though, this is, she's not going full, full bar here. Um, she's going to say, you know, you must use a lot of conditioner on your, your, your beard because, you know, uh, I can tell that it's not that color naturally. And so, you know, you really did an excellent job though of, of dyeing it. It looks, it looks really close to natural. I mean, not quite natural, but it's, it's really close and, just, I just think it's really commendable, you know, how hard you're trying. Mm. And uh, basically uh, doing a very tame version of Vicious Mockery. Got it. Ooh, all of Bartha's friends go quiet. And one of them goes like, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> um, and if, if the target can hear you, it must succeed on a wisdom saving throw. I'm not going to do any of the psychic damage, but it does get disadvantage. Well, disadvantage on the next attack roll. But I don't know. It'll be the next drink roll. They'll get a disadvantage for sure. So. Okay, so <laughs> disadvantage on wisdom. So let's see how Bartha does on this. Oh, oh, that's even worse. Oh, Bartha is shook. The tears are like welling up on the sides of her. She's she's like she doesn't even speak, but she like is mouthing just very quietly like. And uh, uh, you, you, you could just tell that uh, uh, this cut deep, maybe deeper than you uh, uh, realized. There might be some truth in what you said. <laughs> I feel really bad about this, you guys. Anything to win, Sarsa. <laughs> the winner takes all. Uh, um, my turn to drink. Or? You, you may now uh, take the first drink. Okay. Has uh, has Blob done his thing? Glob, did you replace the first drink with a non-alcoholic one? Uh, you want me to roll sleight of hand? Go for it. 18. Imperceptibly, while uh, Sarso was uh, pulling out the mockery, you just sort of like, amp, amp, and slipped it in. Sarsa, you don't know what it is you're drinking, and because of the placebo effect, that affects us all, you know. Uh, uh, you, you, you still have to make a roll, but you can make it with advantage, and obviously the DC will be different because it's not actually alcohol. Okay, well, that's a 21. You are set. Um, you gotta say, you don't know what Fizz did. This might be a new barrel that got opened, but the quality of that was inferior compared to the other shots. <laughs> a little light. Sars is too busy feeling really bad about what she just did to Bertha. <laughs> Fair enough. But but this shot was no comfort. It doesn't let you retreat further into your drunkenness. You just kind of get to live in the fact that uh, you were no. you were mean to shot this bearded lady. No therapy. <laughs> <laughs> oh 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 man! Bartha goes to take her shot, um, and as she pounds it back. She almost falls back from her uh, uh, from the bench, but the ladies behind her uh, like push her back over, and she just like comes down with both palms on the wood table and just like steadies herself. And she's like, puts up one hand and she's like, thumbs up, thumbs up, and was like, all right, all right. But she is now hammered. She is her her eyes are getting glassy, like the swaying is intense. And um, she's she's uh, gonna have disadvantage on all constitution based checks, so this could be over. Laurie, you don't look so good. You okay over there? She doesn't really like react too much to what you said. She's I didn't just mean like it about your beard. 
it's really thumbs up, but then thumbs down at you. You know, it's just like Sosa might be tearing up a little bit. <laughs> oh no, uh, Sarsa, this one is a real drink. Uh, go ahead and roll. Uh, as that's going on, Randall's going to get out his guitar and he's going to sure. start playing a little bit and he's going to sing Sarsa, Sarsa, friend to all. Sarsa, Sarsa, she's on her rub ball. Sarsa, gonna win the drinking game. Sarsa, Sarsa, for love and fame. And you have Bardic Inspiration. D6. Excellent. <laughs> oh, good, because I need that. I'm opposite of 14. So I will use that now. And that's going to take me to an uh, 18. Okay. And this is with guidance, sans guidance? With guidance, with Bardic Inspiration. It's not my best work, y'all. Got it. Branch is going to take to the air and fly over Bartha. Just kind of flying up there. as as Just a tiny little sparrow. And right before she takes a drink, uh, he's going to evacuate his clothes. On on her head, on her beard. I'm aiming for the mouth. You rude boy. Uh, Well, first off, Sarsa, you, you just make it. It takes a hard swallow, but you're you're like on the edge, but but not teetered over. So you're still you're still just regular drunk, but you're really starting to feel these. This is getting close to to, to not get to where Bartha is. <laughs> okay, I'm so, really not uh, okay with the I just like that word. <laughs> Bartha's about to take a drink. I guess could you give me a dexterity uh, check? Yeah. Because a shot glass uh, is a fairly, it's fairly precise. <laughs> I don't use so, poor Bartha. The name of the episode is just Cloaca. <laughs> Look it up. Yes. Uh, a sixteen dex. Uh, that's a sixteen okay. dex. You do not hit the shot glass, but it does get all over her hand. Yeah, the the shot Ugh. goes in, Ugh. but she react very strongly to the excrement that fell on her hand and rather than swallowing the whiskey fully just tosses the shot glass falls over backwards and spits it all out at the same time and she falls to the ground and all all uh bartha's lady friends are like oh bartha bartha and they're like trying to like get her up but but she looks like she passed out Hey! Oh, Sars is going to like literally jump over the table and go cast cure wounds. <laughs> As you're doing that, Fizz first. goes. Remember the rules. Remember the rules. One more to go to prove your cool. <laughs> and Fizz backs up. Sarsa like wrote because there's only one left, right? There's a single shot left. She like hesitates for just a quick second and then she tosses it back. She rolls a nine, but it is what it is. Uh-huh. It hits you. You're, you're, you are hammered now, but Fizz grabs your arm and goes, the winner, and declares you. Uh, and she immediately yanks her arm down and runs over, casts cure wounds on Bartha. I'm so sorry. We're <laughs> supposed to buy a bar Truly a real drinking contest where the losers passed out and the winners crying over their passed out body. Does she wake up though? Please tell me she wakes up. Branch uh, reemerges as himself. She does. Her eyes flutter open and she's just like, "My beard's real, okay." And all all the other ladies are like, "Like just is like I know, I know." She's 
like, can I hug you? Uh, Bran- Branch reappears as as mm-hmm. Goblin Branch and just looks really sheepish. Uh, I mean, the other three noticed <laughs> that a bird thing. just uh, uh, pooped on uh, Bartha's hand. That's fair. There were a lot um, of animals but, in the bar right now. But uh, <laughs> I-, I figure at least Glob probably knew what happened there. Oh, Glabnos, this is very epic. It's so good to have Branch back. <laughs> If if you need to go poop yeah. and then you change into your animal form and then you poop in the animal form, when you change back, do you still have to poop? No, but does the poop change? No. <laughs> Look, I, I edited Transformers for many years and these kind of questions were relevant to, uh, <laughs> to things in that comic book. So if you want after this session, I can... I could run you through some uh, some interesting facts. Some um, deep lore. So as uh, Branch is looking sheepish and uh, Sarsa is tending to Bartha, Fizz comes back over to the four of y'all and he goes, your champion, victorious, and your tickets, glorious, and fans out five tickets for all of you. Yay! Yeah. Calling. Like, yeah, does Bartha let me hug her? Uh, y- yes. Uh, Bartha accepts oh, the hug. She's still talking yay. about her beard, though. She's like, it's all natural. Oh, it's, it's, it's all beautiful, Mission Darling. It's beautiful. I'm sorry, I just got a little bit competitive. You have to understand there's there's a lot of things going on right now, but I, I really meant what I said. I think you're wonderful. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Branch hands Bartha a rag <laughs> so she can okay. clean off her hand. We pick things back up with everyone in line to go into Lord Valpurgis's manor. Sarsa, your current condition is hammered, which means you will have disadvantage on intelligent, wisdom, and constitution skills, saves, and check. You know, we really should just we should just hang out more often. Like, why don't we just hang out? Why are we always having to do things? We should just let's buy a bar. <laughs> oh yeah, then we can get, make our own cold french fries Stop paying for them I knew that her entering a drinking contest would not be a fantastic idea right before a mission This is going to backfire awfully I don't see how that could possibly be true As you're waiting in line, when you get to the front There uh, is a single guard um, at the main entrance to the manor He's just checking people's tickets and as soon as he sees that each of you have one, he like waves you in. As he waves you in, you enter a large foyer with two fireplaces and a lot of chairs, very disparate styles and varying conditions of these chairs, no one's sitting in them. There's about 20 people milling around the room, trying to head toward two double doors on the opposite end, where there is a mayordomo and uh, two guards. And they're letting people into what looks like beyond those doors, um, a large ballroom. The uh, Mayordomo is noting people's names down on a book. And the guards look like they're kind of inspecting people, you would assume, for weapons or contraband or something of the sort. Are we waiting in line for at least one minute watching that guy do his thing? Yeah, I mean it, it should take about a minute for them to filter through the other 20 or so people in, in the room unless you want to push your way to the front. I do not. So Glob on the end of Stag's nose is very much kind of hypervigilant kind of like traumatized by like the whole kidnapping and he doesn't know where his tribe is so he's definitely like in like stealthy trying not to be noticed mode more so than everybody else probably. Trying to keep to the shadows, but also he is the mastermind subtype. Mm-hmm. And one of his abilities is if he can 
observe someone for at least one minute. Uh, if he can observe someone speak for at least one minute, he can unerringly mimic the speech patterns and accent of a creature that he hears speak, allowing you to pass yourself off as a native speaker of a particular land. So just of note, he's going to kind of like watch this major domo speak and like take note and kind of like learn how to replicate that if necessary. Got it. They they speak in the tone of voice sort of like this as they're writing people's names down. Oh, I see. That that seems to be your name. All right. Well, is that a last name or is that a first name? Ah, a first. Well, I will need a last name. Oh, yes. Excellent. Thank you. So, so Glob is like very much like in hiding in the shadows. You hardly notice him. And then he's sort of like <laughs> zones in on this guy. And then he turns to Branch and he's like, and your name is Branch from the smallest tree of the forest. It's very pleased to meet you. And I would like to invite you into our party. We hope you enjoy very much. Uh, it was that good. Hey, Glob, do not do that. That is, that is weird when you sound like a homan. It is a useful skill, I find. How you learn to do this? I have studied. I, I, I have hidden and I have studied and I can, I can learn to replicate things like the humans. And I, I have watched that guy and he talks a bit like this and he seems very welcoming. And now I can pass myself off as him if I need to, if it is in the interest of the party members and the guests here. The other goblins uh, also don't like. I, I, I might need your help. We must find the missing members of our of, of the, other, the, the other comrades, our people. I think that they are maybe here. Do you know where they might be? No, I was in a bag. They grabbed us and we were in separate stack, sacks. And then they are all gone. But these yeah. guards, these people, they took them. Do you recognize now you were in a bag? Uh, yes, in a bag. Okay. Uh, if I recognize something, I will tell you I need your help. You are one of us before one of them. We, we will help you. Okay. Uh, and Branch goes and like vaguely talks around uh that he wants you guys to help uh and so glob uh is a very sad guy and we must help him what uh what kind of help are you thinking there i mean does he need hogs or are we talking financial assistance uh, no or... it is no hugs please i do not like hugs no hugs does he want to buy a bar because <laughs> i really think we should just we should buy a bar the other uh, goblins uh from our tribe. They have all been captured and we need to save them. Then maybe they'll go in on the bar. Do you think they want to invest? <laughs> Sarsa is laser focused. Uh, from what I remember, they do not uh, have much money, but uh, Glob, you have seen them more than me. So maybe uh, does bird that fell out of nest still have those two copper pieces? Uh, yes, uh, there, there is compound interest is now... Uh, Two copper pieces and uh, three rocks. Oh, wow. Okay. Right. I feel like we're losing the focus on the mission <laughs> at hand. This, this, this whole rescuing goblin things is all well and good, but I mean, in the grand scheme of things, we have to stay on target for. Oh, uh, Oliver, you're so serious. Just lighten up a little bit. I'm having a good time. Would you like to try one of my potions now that you may be inhibited from your normal? Disgust about my potions. <laughs> uh, uh, how how inhibited am I? Do roll you? a wisdom check. <laughs> with big. Do you want me to roll wisdom with disadvantage? Then go ahead. That's actually a 16. Ooh, sorry, Randall. Not that drunk. 
<laughs> I might be drunk, but I'm not that drunk. All right, fine. But it's your loss. They, they, they are helpful. Glob, while you were observing the mayor domo, why don't you go ahead and roll perception? Okay, 14. 14. You still managed to spot it. Glob, um, you did notice when you were um, analyzing the mayor domo's stance, speech patterns, just general demeanor. You did notice he has a brass key ring hanging off his belt with several keys uh, jingle jangling off it. Mm. Glob will kind of like nudge Branch and say like, hey, Branch, hey, what? I'm going to get the keys and make a destruction or something. Oh, uh, um. And Glob's just like off into the shadows to try to sneak around behind him. Uh, Is there anybody with him or is he on his own? The Meyer Domo. The Meyer Domo, two guards are uh, flanked around the Meyer Domo. Describe, like, the area we're in. Uh, like, rectangular-ish room, right? The uh, uh, If you entered by the south, the other doors into the bigger ballroom are to the north, right? Um, it's a room that, uh, if you've ever been to Disneyland's Haunted Mansion, just imagine that <laughs> kind of, like, entry room okay. before you go into so the So no elevators, windows and no doors? Right? So just... <laughs> exactly. No windows, no doors, two fireplaces, a bunch of random chairs, and it can comfortably fit probably more than 20 people. Um, but, uh, uh, you know, you're, you're just kind of loitering um, uh, off to the side as they're kind of like filtering people that come in from the line into the ballroom. Okay, so there's a bunch of like fancy people coming in. Mm-hmm. In order to cause a distraction, Branch is going to turn into like uh, Mad- like the hissing cockroaches. You know, the big fat ones, not the ones right. that that uh, Randall has been making friends with, because that's probably bigger than CR zero. Um, <laughs> but uh, so I'll turn into that and like run near the squeamish looking person I can find. Got it. OK, so the most squeamish looking person will be Duke Chirp, who <laughs> is human, very heavily caked in makeup and with a big white wig. And they're they're just talking to, to someone as they wait their turn and just going like, well, I don't know why they can't speed this up. I'm very important. And then uh, they look down by their feet and they just let out a big uh, long shriek. I'll, I'll give you a less <laughs> a less intense version of the shriek. Eee! Um, <laughs> as as uh, they see you, and definitely the three or four people that were listening to Duke Chirp uh, uh, react, and they're like looking around. They're like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! What's going on? What's going on?" Um. So Glomp is kind of like off to the side of the guards as much as he's able to sneak up, and kind of like looking for a in to be able to take a grab at the keys, looking to see if kind of the guard looks that way or take a step forward to kind of like clear a path to try to nab him, try to nab him from the side or behind. Roll for sleight of hand. Roll with advantage. The distraction seems to be effective. Uh, oh, all right. So that was a 26. Perfect. He's slightly handy. You handily manage to grasp the keys, barely make a jingle and um, squirrel them away inside your ropes. Nice. And he'll sort of like slink off back to the group real quiet like. On your timeline of two hours or so, how long did you think we were going to spend in this foyer, Carlos? <laughs> <laughs> we're right on schedule, baby. No, <laughs> no uh, uh, definitely. Let's try and get out of this foyer if we can. <laughs> well, we're just back in line waiting to go, I guess. <laughs> Hopefully he doesn't Ranch. need his keys for anything. Are you done being a cockroach? I mean, if if Glob did what he needed to do, and Branch would 
scuttle out where no one can see him and turn back into branch. You just pop back out from behind a uh, wooden rocking chair. Eh, eh, I, I stepped on it. It is. Eh, I got it. Do not worry. <laughs> a couple people clap. Oh, I'm brave. <laughs> the uh, one of the guards is just like, all right, all right, come on, come on. And they're trying to like get people to keep moving. You will be next up. Yes, I will need names from all five. And do any of you have like weapons out invisible? Or are you all generally all your weaponage kind of semi concealed? I mean, I know Randall's got a bag of trash. We'll deal with that in a moment. Don't worry. <laughs> Oliver has a big old uh, staff, but the blade is, is concealed at the okay. moment. It just looks like a. am playing up the old man, like walking stick kind of thing. Like, got it. Got it. Branch also has Branch. a large, uh, well, large to him staff. Uh, if, if they wanted to take it away, he would let them. Just a, It's just a stick. Just a big stick. Sarsa has her mace and she's like kind of playing with it, like trying to balance it on one hand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then Glob, I believe that that cattle prod is fully concealed. Yeah. Okay, so the Mayordomo sort of addresses you as a group. I will need names for everyone here to go into the guestbook. And, um, Madam, uh, what do you intend to do with that? Oh, you, you mean my mace. Well, look at it. And she, as she holds it, it lights up. She, it's mm-hmm. very handy when you have people that can't see well in low light. So that's kind of and- what to keep it around for my friend... I guess he's my friend. It's kind of complicated. And I'm quite blind. I'm 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 very old, and I cannot see without ample light. She's like my caretaker. I'm I'm uh-huh. very maternal. <laughs> <laughs> Sarso rolled deception. Um, oh. Will will say uh, that that's a charisma one, right? Is charisma one that I have? Yes, no, that's you do not uh, have disadvantage. Yeah. Can I can I, I help her in this? Like with yeah, my, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I would add plus two to it because uh, Oliver's. So that's that. a twenty-three. Yeah. Fantastic. I feel like being lush gives you more charisma. Constitution. It's intelligent wisdom and constitution are the uh, disadvantage ah. ones. Yes, your charisma is well intact. Do not worry <laughs> about that. Um, and in fact, it happens to work in this case. And even though the minor domo kind of like. Gives you the side eye a little bit, goes, well, keep it close. And then the Meyerdomo turns to look at Randall and says... Oh, hey, yeah. Uh, I'm uh, Randall. Um, I'm going in. Uh, yes, thank you, Randall. Um, mm-hmm. yep. uh, first name or last name? Uh, both. Understood. And this <laughs> foul bag. Um, oh, yeah. Hmm. Is this something you were bringing for us to take out to the dumpster, perhaps? Oh, no, it stays with me. It's my bag. So I'll just keep it with me as I go inside. I see. As this is happening, I think Glob sizes up like, I might not get through easy, and he's going to see if he can use the Randall distraction to just sneak on in and let himself in the door. Oh, uh, our... uh... Our possum friend usually carries this, but I understand that this is the type of social function that it might not be um, great to have around. Some people might not be used to the smell, so maybe we can keep the bag in a back room or some sort of a kitchen area, side galley or something like that, that we, he can just pick up 
later when no. when oh, we're ready I to need, leave. I, I need to have to have my bag. I don't have. I have nothing uh, and you will it. have it back. Just need all just, of my uh, stuff. No, it is okay. It uh, I said you would get it back. That is his oh, emotional God, support bag. You. His emotional support trash. He <laughs> needs to have that in. He has a note. You can't have a bag of trash That's in a right. high society function where people are walking around. It will cause. Uh, Nausea and, and distaste. Randall, it is a calm down. Be cool like me. Sir, it is a medical bag and legally you can't ask me about it. Okay. Randall, uh, yes. Roll <laughs> persuasion, please. With help? With this with advantage? Because we're all helping. Uh the the help is nullifying disadvantage. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> Kinda can I give him guidance? Sure. Branch reaches over and hey, Randall, it will be okay. And and pats him and gives you guidance. Awesome. That makes my roll <gasps> 18. Nice. Trash, 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 trash. Uh the Mayordomo considers for a moment and then the Mayordomo snaps their fingers and one of the guards brings over what essentially looks like a wicker basket with a lid on it and it's like uh, for the benefit of the other guests could you at least uh deposit your bag within this and just carry this around just to reduce sights and odors that would not be preferable to have here uh F- fine, but that's this the the that's the most that's gonna happen. He's gonna put it in and then put it on and then like drag it like under his arm, kind of like with him. Uh, it's a little scratchy underarm, but uh, <clears throat> you've got your bag with you. The Mayordomo takes everyone's names or whatever names you give, and then you're allowed into the ballroom. So the ballroom is an enormous room. Just goes on and on and on, probably longer than it is wide. If you had to guess something close to like 150 feet or something lengthwise, have about 300-ish people probably milling around. So like a solid amount of crowd, but not like shoulder shoulder to shoulder. The floor is a fine marble and all the windows and decorations along the high ceiling are all different mixes of styles and architectures right so you have some some plaster some gilded stuff some arabesque patterns and some more like fresco baroque kind of stuff just hodgepodge along the walls there are numerous game trophies a lot of heads of beasts and and animals and paintings that also depict animals in their natural habitats. And then along the ceiling, a variety of chandeliers, also just like seemingly random crystal, brass, iron, wood, uh, cover the ceiling and give some extra ambient light. As you look further down the room, you can see that there's kind of, as, as it goes along lengthwise, there's kind of like six pillars evenly spaced. And between those pillars on the right and left sides of the room, you can see like large brass cages. You can't exactly see what's inside, but you know that people are kind of like milling around whatever the cages are. There's waiters kind of walking around the crowds carrying trays of meats and drinks. Um, They all wear orange vests. And then way, way, way down far side of the room, there seems to be like a big wooden stage with two purple curtains in the back. And to the right of that, there's some musicians that are playing very like classical fancy sounding music and to the left of the stage uh, from where you're facing it is where the waiters seem to be coming in and out so waiters with empty trays are going in through the door waiters with full trays are coming out the cages that 
are in there that people are mm -hmm. like, we can't see what's in them. Can I get close to one? Yes. Yeah. You can start approaching. Are there any goblins in the crowd? There are no goblins in the crowd. I'm going to check out those cages. I'll kind of trail along after Colivar to check out the cages. Got it. Oliver and Glob are taking off. Um, left or right? Just give me a direction. Left. Okay. On the left side. Left. Uh, Sarsa, Randall, anything? It's time for snacking. Sarsa, let's eat. We're going to follow those waiters around and like, can I have one? Can I have another one? Can I have another one? Of course. Can I have another one? Uh, of, of course. Sir. Well, I have to leave have enough for one? everyone else. Uh, sir. Can I have another one? Sir. No. Uh, I'll go get another tray. Okay. I'll be right here. <laughs> Sarsa is literally going to follow his lead and uh, she's just going to start chowing down. Like, right. They do have big turkey legs if you want to grab one of those off the train. Perfect. Yes, yeah. that's the plan. <laughs> Randall's going to eat the turkey leg. It's going to go, 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 And then he'll eat the whole <laughs> bone. On the <laughs> yeah, and then he'll eat the whole bone. <laughs> uh, cartoon style. Yep. Yeah, a, a, a woman reacts pretty aghast. Oh, my. Great uh, party, huh? <laughs> Real Rodney Dangerfield energy. Hey, let's party. <laughs> Branch, uh, let me know what uh, what you're up to. I think I'd probably check in with, with Glob. I'd go try to catch up with you some more. Okay. So all three of you are headed to the first cage that you see on the left. Um, as you move through the crowd, you see that there's, there's definitely like people congregated sort of like near the cage. Um, and when you get up to it, you realize that there's kind of like velvet rope around the cage with maybe like three, four feet of space, of empty space before the mm -hmm. cage. Um, cages are roughly like 20 feet wide and 20 feet long. So like a, oh. like a cube. Um, the bars are made of shiny brass and they have ornate locks on the cage doors. And then uh, on closer inspection, you see that Inside these cages are animals. Hmm. They uh, they do not look very happy, but especially what you notice about the animals is they are no regular animals. They seem to resemble common animals you've seen before, but spliced together. And the animal that you're currently looking at right now <laughs> is a bear with tiny bat wings, who does not look very happy. He's just kind of sulking in there, kind of like sitting down, Winnie the Pooh style or something. <laughs> um, and you notice that there's a plaque in front of the cage that says Bruno. <laughs> Yay, the spliced animals from season two make a comeback. What was, what was, I'm sorry, what did the plaque say? Did you say what it said? Bruno. 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 Kind of like glancing at the keys that I have. Like, I don't want to try them, but like visually, does it look like these might fit the lock? The, the, the brass on the keys looks identical to the brass on the cages. So mm -hmm. it would probably be a safe assumption. Um, maybe you don't know which key goes to which cage, but... Mm -hmm. These are very likely the keys to the cages. Okay. Now, listen, boys. I know that your nature inclination is to release these animals, but we might want to wait and do that as a distraction when it's the right time. Let's finish casing the joint, as it were, and then we can come up with a plan of attack. Okay. Yes. You, you give me sign when I uh, release Bruno. All right. Don't let them see you with those keys or else... Someone might get suspicious. Yes. And don't don't talk about the bear. 
All right. Just don't, don't talk about this. Which bear should we not talk about? Don't talk this about one it. here. <laughs> I think Glav is still in like a ratty cloak or something. I'm not sure if he had clothes and like he has proficiency in like disguise kits and forgery kits and all that sneaky stuff, but like he doesn't have that stuff. So like he would very much like to be able to like blend in better. And so he's definitely keeping an eye out for like, can I swipe a like nicer looking cloak or some way to disguise that I'm a goblin or anything like that? Like it'd probably be hard to disguise that he's a goblin, but like he's, he's keeping an eye out for that. Uh, Glob, what, would you like to wear my, my, you can borrow my cloak if you like. I know you feel a little bit out of sorts. Maybe you can do that fancy voice that you copied and, and with a cloak, with the hood up, you can, you know, I think you might be able to blend in a little bit better. I do think that if I use this voice, I might fit in with society more, but I feel these fine fellows might be unsettled for that voice to come out of this goblin's mouth. I think that's quite well. I, I think doing that would be fine, and it would be a little less unsettling for people. Okay, I will take cloak. Okay, I, uh, Oliver will give him his elven cloak. It hangs a little... <laughs> It kind of reaches the ground and kind of drags a little bit because it's a little, little too <laughs> long. But Glob has acquired a cloak. Uh, a dwarf that's hanging out next to you notices that you put on the cloak and goes, "Hey, looking good, huh?" Gives you a photo. <laughs> uh, so Glob does his best to like conceal his face and like make a similar gesture, like make the identical gesture back. Thank you. <laughs> it's not a magical cloak. It's just a cloak. It smells like high society. Green and wool and Ooh. smells of, of uh, leather and lavender. Ooh. Um, would any of you three like to do anything else near the cage or uh, I am, different activity? Uh, Oliver would, now that he kind of knows, it assumes that the rest of the cages are kind of full of weird animals. I'm going to just start looking around for anyone that looks of great importance like higher society like being a high elf i kind of can identify like maybe like okay they look kind of uh semi-important people that have like gold Mm -hmm. trim and brooches and you know things like that and so i'm just kind of looking for like clusters of diplomats and whatnot to see if we can find the the lord of this realm here um sarsa wants to try to feed bruno a canapé (laughs) <laughs> so Sarsa comes by the cages and then attempts to feed the animal yes <laughs> there is a guard maybe like 10-15 feet nearby by one of the pillars who uh, sees you doing that and explicitly comes by and is like ah ma'am ma'am nuh uh 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 I don't think I understand right listen I won the competition <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, she's a hero. You just see a bear tongue come out of the cage. <laughs> yeah, he's he's trying. He's 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 licking it where you're holding it, even though you haven't gotten it fully to the cage. Uh, Bruno's is Bruno it. entirely bear-like except for the bat wings? Is there any except chance the, the bear can wings. echolocate or anything like that? <laughs> Pretty uh, sure it's mostly bear. <laughs> you know, if one of you wants to try and speak to animals, you know, you could you could ask Bruno. <laughs> oh, I could do that. But <laughs> do we want to know that? Yeah, we want to do that. All right, hold on, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> I, I'm looking. I'm looking for someone important. Yes, uh, Oliver, go ahead and roll perception. We'll come back to the cage in a minute. Perception. All right, I'm rolling. 
Ooh, I rolled a three. That's an odd number. <laughs> three. Perfect. But but I have a plus nine to perception. So okay. that's twelve. Minus th- minus, minus four. four. So, so an eight. So eight. That's a roller okay. coaster. <laughs> All right. Wait, hold on. You rolled a three. It's off. This is an important question. Did I write that it's off the roll or is it off the total? Ooh, effect? I don't. I don't think you specified, or at least I do not. It says remember. what I wrote is even rolled skill checks are plus four, odd are negative four. So I would say based on I used the word rolled, it would be the way Chris just did it. Okay, the three. Negative so it'll three, be based off the roll before you add or subtract anything, Chris. Yeah. Okay. okay. So in this case, you rolled an eight. Uh, you do happen to spot someone. Oh yes, <laughs> they are wearing uh sort of like a palette and a blue coat that's entirely too long for them. They're a gnome, and they look they look quite drunk. But the uh, medals that you see upon their jacket make you think they are a very high ranking. Uh, general. Mm. I'm going to saunter over to that yes. little guy. Ah! Hark! Uh, greetings. I, I do like kind of a wavy bow, you know, kind of mm-hmm. a foot out sort of thing. Yes. Uh, greetings, sir. Um, uh, my name is um, Ravelo. Uh, I am uh, from uh, a distant land uh, across the sea, um, but we caught wind of your fancy party and my compatriots and I are thrilled to be here and see all the menagerie of beasts that you have procured. I assume this is your party? Ah, well, of course this is my party, Ravelo. This is always my party. Why, (laughs) I gifted Lord Walpurgis that chandelier and that chandelier. Oh. General Dennis is a very generous person. General Dennis. And Dennis does love himself a party, so Lord Valpurgis knows how to treat me. Yeah, so so Lord Valpurgis would be... uh, I'm sorry, I'm not from around here. Oh, He would be where, exactly? He's a sneaky boy. He (laughs) likes prowling around the corners, just watching everyone. And then... When you least suspect it, he takes center stage and does all his fancy things. It's always like this. Uh, keep your eyes on that stage. You never know mm. exactly when so they might appear. Ooh. So, General Dennis, uh, you, you're more yes. of a bankroll uh, investor in, in this Valpurgis. Well, I'm one of them, you know, sort of sit behind the line send people to die sort of generals you know the best kind right (laughs) (laughs) it works out for me and uh, i I like punch him in the shoulder a little too hard like a (laughs) (laughs) okay you do one point of damage "Ah." oh is this this is from where you're from they do this and then yes yes we <laughs> no effect. And then we headbutt. <laughs> I'm just picturing this guy as John Lovitz. <laughs> uh, yes, uh, yeah. it stinks. Yes. I'll say. <laughs> yes, we we uh, we like to um, get a bit rough with our when we're when we're talking and when we're drinking. Uh, if you if you understand. Ah, so a drinker, are you? <laughs> well, well, I'm a little too old for the, that, but I leave it to the younger folk. 
I've got a friend over there who quite enjoys her drink. You see that that fine red tiefling over there? She won a competition. Sarsa is now talking to the bear and like pouring her heart out <laughs> to the bear. Like, and then I kissed him and, you know, it was really nice. But honestly, I don't know if it can go anywhere because I, I have that thing in my head that keeps telling me I'm going to destroy what I love the most. I mean, have you ever been in that situation? What are you supposed to do with that? He's shaking his head and just kind of holding it in his hands. But it does seem like Bruno's listening. Cut back to... The, so she is <laughs> very yeah. keen and very wise and knows her whiskeys. He's like, oh, this beauty. I must... All right, all right. Drink for me, drink for her. He, like, takes two drinks from different waiters, just outstretching his hands, and then starts stumbling in that direction. It's like, I'll I tell... I would love to introduce you. Oh, please. Do so. Make their way over. Yeah. Uh, be- before we get to that conversation, uh, anyone else up to any other shenanigans? Glove's well, just going to kind of, like, sneak into the kitchen, check oh, things sure. out. Okay. Mainly keeping an eye out for like anywhere goblins, goblin storage options, <laughs> dungeons, anywhere like some of the other goblins could be. So he figures like, all right, like less fancy servants' quarters. I'll just kind of like sneak in there as the door opens, poke around, see Got if there's it. anything interesting. Could I turn into like a hound and help help Glob search by using like like sniffing for goblins? You're just gonna turn into a hound in the <laughs> middle of a party. <laughs> Well, again, I'm going to go off like where people can't see me first. And this is going to be like, hey, everybody, I want to turn into a dog. Yeah, but then you're a, then you're a dog. <laughs> I'm a comfort animal. Um, I, okay. I will ask because I've forgotten for Sarsa, have her animals come with her into the party or um, have, ha- have they uh, stayed outside? They would certainly try. Let's pick two it. critters managed to sneak in just in the folds of your <laughs> of your clothes. Uh, so uh, Sarsa's got like a little sparrow that's kind of tucked under her hair on her shoulder. And there's a little uh, chipmunk that's in her pocket. <laughs> got it. Okay. Sparrow and chipmunk. Thank you. Uh, back to Branch. Where, so you still wanted to do the dog thing? <laughs> I mean, it seems like a good idea to me. <laughs> okay, um, blue tick hound. Go, go, go ahead. Uh, you know what? I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna roll perception on the guard to to see if they don't see you uh, uh, doing this. Perfectly normal. Do you want to roll stealth branch? Sure, why not? That is though six. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> well, you manage to, you kind of try and circle the pillar nonchalantly and then come, come out a dog the other end. But the guard immediately sees you as a dog and goes, who let the dog in? What are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> and she goes to try and catch you. Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> we'll come back to that in a second. Randall, <laughs> uh, you, you up to anything or just still chowing down? Still chowing down, watching what Sars is doing, kind of trying to help Sarsa out just sticking around on the way over to Sarsta with the hustle and bustle um oliver is going to kind of subtly put you know kind of turn on the wrist communicator like uh to the other knights and be like Mm -hmm. valpurgus might show up on the stage but uh according to this general he he likes to not be seen so keep your eyes open he might be hiding on the sides 
everyone save for Glob gets to hear that. And Randall. Oh, and Randall. going to go to the dog. It's going to go to the dog and the drunk lady. <laughs> I'm so glad that everyone is on the same communication wave as, as I am. <laughs> well, Branch can use his telepathy and like relay that message. Although I might be busy running away from a guard. <laughs> yes. Branch, can you let the other two know? Branch. Branch, hello. Branch, this is Oliver. Branch. Branch, come uh, in. <laughs> uh, Branch, is, Branch is busy right now. <laughs> Quick check-in with Glob. You enter a bustling room with prep tables covered in plates of ham hocks, turkey legs, meat pies, and a lot of bottles of meat and wine. There's a bunch of waiters that are working at the table, arranging trays of food and wine, and then handing them off to other waiters who are like literally like cycling into the room and then cycling back out. There seems to be a door to the right in the room that goes into the kitchen where you hear a lot of clatter and very busy. Go ahead and roll perception. Minus one to perception. That's a okay. five. Um, you notice that the meat pies look pretty tasty. Looking for goblins. Could there be goblins over here? Could there be? Um, that looks. Go <laughs> grab a Got meat it. pie. <laughs> no, no sight of goblins like under the tables or underfoot or um, anywhere really in this room. Though there wouldn't be a lot of places for goblins to hide. But does he get a meat pie? You do get a meat pie. Um, nice. But roll a d4 for flavor. Oh, come on. Four, three. Okay. That's beef. Mm, that works. I don't know if goblins eat a lot of beef, actually. Like, they probably don't have, they probably don't raise cows in the forest. So that's, that's pretty true. unique to him. That's true. <laughs> Oliver, yes. uh, you are you are escorting General Dennis over to Sarsa, uh, and you have now arrived, at the very least, within earshot. Uh, General Dennis, may I introduce you to the winner of the competition to win tickets to this fine thing? This is how we got in. Um, this is the Lady Sarsa Demisault. Sasa, this is General Dennis. Listen, I'm, I'm kind of in the middle of a conversation here, and she points to mm. Bruno. Uh, but uh, yes, yeah, nice to meet you, and uh, it was a lovely competition. I had a great time, in case you can't tell. Uh, but but we're really kind of, I think, really making some breakthroughs over here. Uh, General Dennis lets out a big, <laughs> you're kidding me, Sasa. What is this? Oh my, this uh, fantastic, you can't let, I can't drink alone. Not not with a joke this good. And he's trying to hand you me. She's going to look at the bear kind of like almost like what's the read on this guy and mm -hmm. she's literally trying to gauge what the bear thinks of him uh, i guess like should i go drink with this guy roll uh uh animal handling or nature <laughs> which one would be better here i guess oh, I have, I does the bear think... get to roll insight and then like he has to try to communicate <laughs> i <laughs> Um, I'm like slightly better on animal handling than nature, but I'll let you. What do you, what do you think, Carlos? <laughs> okay, well, right. Is this one that I have disadvantage on? Intelligence, constitution, wisdom. Is nature wisdom? Uh, animal it's handling either. is wisdom. Okay. Nature, I think, is oh, intelligence. Yeah. yeah. Intelligence or wisdom. One of them. They're both impaired. Wow. Intelligence. Uh, so that's an 11 and a six. <laughs> okay. All right. So six. It'll be a six. 
Bruno looks grumpy, but you can't tell if Bruno's grumpy because they don't have food anymore uh, or because Bruno's grumpy because you're talking to General Dennis. So she's going to whisper to Bruno, I'm going to go find more canapes. And she's say, General, I'd love to have a drink with you. Do you know somewhere we could grab some more snacks as well? I don't like to drink on an empty stomach. Of course, let's find. Uh, and he like turns around and he starts scanning around to find a waiter. And he's kind of like, no, no. He's kind of like trying to find, <laughs> I guess, a particular food to <laughs> enjoy. Randall. Yeah. Are, are you in this area of the cage? Uh, kind of. He's going to kind of like, I guess he's looking for the guy they're supposed to, they're supposed to ice. Does Randall see him? Lord Valpurgis? Yeah. Um, why is don't, he around anywhere? Uh, as 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 far as you can see among the crowd, not really. But if you want to roll perception, I might yeah. have a little something for you. Did he okay. get the communique from from Branch, or, or no. Branch wasn't able to send anything out yet? <laughs> I think I think Branch might Branch still be is busy. A doll. Just we'll have to check in with him. Branch, did you let <laughs> everyone else know that, that Lord Volpurgis might be on the sideline? Hello, Branch. Hey, hang on. Hey, oh, hey, Lord Valpurgis. Uh, uh, sidelines. <laughs> That's all anyone would hear in their head. <laughs> uh, I got a 13 for perception. Okay. You do notice that in one of the paintings up on the wall, you, you, can, you can vaguely see a figure in the background of one of the portraits of an animal, um, as if they were hunting them from the bushes. You could probably take a good guess that might be Lord Volpurgis, and so you'll have the features locked in. But as far as faces that you see in the crowd, uh, you do not see anyone whose face matches what you see up on that painting. Are there like, so there's like the waiters out. Is there anybody else? And then there's like guards. But is there anybody else that looks like maybe like organizational staff or like somebody who's like a... The highest ranking sort of like organizational person you've seen is the Meyer Domo at the entrance. Um, other than that, on the floor, it's waiters, very few guards, really just a couple. And then obviously like a lot of nobility, but you don't think any of them are like working for the party. They just look like invitees. Perfect. Uh, I'll go walk around now that I have Volpurgis in my sights. And I'm going to go kill him. Great. <laughs> Branch. It's murder in time. <laughs> oh, did Branch. he see him? Does he see him? He I does saw not a picture of him. See him see him in the crowd. He did oh, okay. see him in a in a in a painting. So he okay. has like he knows what face to look for. Alright. Yeah. But he, he has he has not seen him yet. But now he he's saw off. a face in a painting. <laughs> now he's off. <laughs> yeah, that, that that's fair. Uh Branch. I hope it's the right guy. Uh <laughs> sir. You are being chased by a guard. <laughs> Through this party, um, indeed. Um, I, I guess a uh, uh, deck save for when okay. when the guard tries to uh, inevitably lunge at you to try and tackle you. Uh, dex save is gonna be a fourteen. Okay. Uh, the the guard sort of goes for a lunge but trips, does not manage to get you, and you slip away. Uh, you are now in the area like right by the musician musicians, which is like pretty deep into the ballroom on the right side. Um, the musicians notice you, but... Like out where people are. <laughs> mm-hmm. You're still in the ballroom, but you're okay, close okay. to the musicians. Um, okay. We're on like the right far side of the ballroom. I think I'd go backstage. 
Aha, okay, you're going Just backstage. Get out of the way. <laughs> yeah. Um, the musicians notice you, but they're not going to stop playing. They're just kind of like, I don't know. They are professionals. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they're like, like on the Titanic. They're just like, hmm. <laughs> And as you go backstage, you do spot one person uh, back there. You see a slender woman with green-blue skin and a messy ponytail. She is adorned in a leather armor covered with artifacts from the ocean. Seashells, coral, starfish, shark's teeth. And she holds a staff with a rough-hewn sapphire adorning the top. She has her eyes closed. She's not paying attention. And she looks like she's waiting for something. I'm just going to kind of sniff around and see if anything smells interesting. Roll... Mm, what do I, I guess roll insight. That would be a 22. A 22. You pick up two sets of familiar scents. One set is multiple scents and is goblins. And the other one is a single scent and it's an elk. An, an elk. I will relay this information to the party. Okay. And I'm going to follow the, and I'm going to let them know I'm going after the goblins. I'm going to follow the goblin scent. Okay. Do you want to just relay the I, message quick? Hi, this is Branch. Uh, I am a dog right now, and I am behind the uh, music humans, and uh, I smell uh, my my our, our, our goblins, uh, my tribe, and uh, also uh, uh, the el- an elk. I smell that. It smells familiar. Well, well Brand, Cleave is the pointy. Think I think uh, no one would be able to communicate back with me unless they use the message through. Bob the- says that out loud in the kitchen, yeah. <laughs> with a mouthful of uh, beef, beef <laughs> meat pie or whatever, <laughs> and immediately is like on his way out the door. Follows the server out and is heading mm-hmm. to where Branch communicated. As Glob heads towards Branch's location and Branch moves closer to where the scents are, Oliver, Randall, and Sarsa, and well, everyone in the ballroom. You hear the sounds of horns. Everyone knows that that's their cue to kind of look at the stage. And indeed, you see that there's someone holding that horn that was up on the stage. And they yell out, And now, introducing Lord Valkorgis! Just say it like that. (laughs) (laughs) He's trying to be loud, but that's what loud sounds like for him, so... This is my boy! (laughs) (laughs) Love it. This elf bows and then moves themselves off the stage. And the person who then walks on the stage is a tall, broad man of dark brown complexion with wild black hair and an unruly black mustache. He is draped in a purple velvet robe, and you see black boots peeking out from beneath, and they're just impeccably shiny. They're they're bright and spotless. He stands Mm. with a very regal gait, his chin is up, and he's got assured heavy steps and slow careful gestures as he begins to speak. Could you all just give me an idea? I know where Glob and Branch are relative. I think Oliver and Sarsa, y'all are by that left-hand animal We're cage. We're by the still. bear. <laughs> Got it. And Randall, still. you're you're, you started walking around, so you're probably yeah. closer to like the middle of the room. Um, yeah, that sounds right. Okay, so, so from there, everyone can sort of 
uh, Glob and Branch, you'll be able to hear this, um, but the rest of you will be able to see um, what's about to unfold. Um, so, uh, Lord Valtorgus steps to the center of the stage and in a big, broad voice just starts speaking. Citizens of Goethe, I am Lord Valpurgis. I am so thankful you can attend my feast. So far, it is a smashing success. I wish to give back to you, the people, for so generously indulging me. So I will give you what you most desire. A show! As you may have noticed, in this very hall, I have displayed my trophies, my paintings, and even my most prized beasts from my personal collection. Beasts never before witnessed, never before seen. How, you may ask, how does he do it? Well, today, I will show you just that. And as he says that, emphatically, the purple curtains behind him are pulled back and they unveil that there are two cages behind the stage. And within these two cages, well, I guess for Randall, Oliver, and Sarsa, what you see is on the left-hand cage is a group of four goblins inside Uh-oh. the cage. And on the right-hand cage is a very regal-looking elk just standing there, um, still, still as a, a pond water. Glob and Branch, you are kind of in the backstage area, so you can see the back of these cages as the curtains are, like, lifted from them. And so you recognize the specific contents of these cages, which is the goblins are Comrade Grove of Grass, Pile of Rocks, Mm. Puddle of Mud, and was it Bird That Fell Out of Tree? Was that the other? The one I made up earlier? Yes. Yes. That was... <laughs> yes. And, and Comrade Bird That Fell Out of Tree. And in the other cage, that is... Clovis the Pointy. Who Branch may recall as the elk that killed him, and then... The elk that he framed. Yes. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that elk. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, very, very much aware of who this specific elk is. Um, then I extra wouldn't have gone straight towards the elk and would have gone towards the goblin. <laughs> uh, after revealing that, War- Lord Valpurgis sort of quickly continues after showing the contents. People like ooh and ah as they see the contents of the cage. And he says, <clears throat> You may look and see a cage containing a majestic beast and another containing. Nasty little freaks, but I ask you, might there be something more? Could the contents of these cages provide the raw clay from which a savage beauty shall be molded? I intend to demonstrate, using biomantic magic, that even nature itself will bend to my will. After all, as they say, Lord Valpurgis brings things together. And as he says together, he also does a clap. And with that clap, Branch, the uh, lady uh, with the staff that you saw from backstage, emerges onto the stage. And at this point, Lord Valpurgis is sort of done with his speech and seems to be giving the stage over to the, the wizard lady who starts climbing up. Mm-hmm.